What's up? I'm going to make this pretty quick. Short story bingo, episode five of Our Stories. This episode features Mousley, um, very talented artist. He made this uh, bandana slash handkerchief uh, that uh, is filled with a lot of his energy, man. He's very um, he's very eclectic, and uh, we talk a lot of things. I mean, his uh, path growing up, why he's so competitive, and how that has fueled him, and... Um, also, we've spoken to rollerblading and how, you know what, before we get any further and I reveal anything more, episode five, short story bingo, see you guys at the end, um, and thank you, peace. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're sad. Most of the time they're funny because I hate to be sad. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. But don't take my word for it. Spare fingers. Yes. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Short Story Bingo, special series, Our Stories, episode five. Um, if this is your first time, welcome. If it's not, the retention program is working. What we do on this podcast is I uh, interview usually friends um, and go through our history together. And um, if I'm not interviewing a friend, I hope to become that at the end of the conversation. So, um Today is no different. I do want to say really quick, though, big ups to everyone that uh, showed out for the last two uh, with George Life and with Pat Main, um, getting great feedback there. And, um, you know, up is the only way to go with this. I, I genuinely uh, uh, enjoy myself with um, how these are, not just how they're going, but just like in the moment. And I hope that that resonates and it sounds like it has been with the feedback I've gotten. So thank fucking you, man. I appreciate that so much. Well, Without further ado, we're going to get back into it real quick here. Mr. Justin Mousley, y'all. Give it up, y'all. Give it up. There's sound claps right now. Just hey. <laughs> um, I'm going to we're going to just lean right in. Um I be when I said that I wanted to talk with you, I was like, "Okay, well, when's the first time that I remember meeting you?" Because that's the theme is to like, "Okay, well, what's okay. our history like, you know?" Yeah. And um the I don't recall the show, but I know that it was like with Phoenix Child and all and all, all that crew. Yeah, for sure. So that's where um, I first was like put on to you, um, and I I'm just trying to I like I've been digging through the archives of my brain to like what was the actual show, what was the event, or what have you, but it's not coming up. But the point is though is that from there. When I first met you, it was strictly fucking humble and love from the jump. And you had no idea who the fuck I was, you know? So, um, and then that's continued. So through the whole fucking time that I've met you, known you even before, like getting, like the camera doesn't even need to be here in order for us to just chill out and vibe, you know? Yeah. Hey, I I only know so much, you know, humbly. Right. (laughs) No, a hundred percent. Fuck all those two, huh? Hell yeah. Um, well, hey, I super appreciate you having me on, man. That uh, actually, the last episode, the Pat one, um, was quite a gem. Had quite the uh, uh, pieces of Salt Lake history in there. It was really fun oh, to yeah. listen to and just check out all the different stories and shit. That was a uh, super rich in value to me. That was cool that you did that for show. What was um, what was something that like stood out? Just uh, you know, a lot of the talks about like how big like battling um, had been at mm. a certain point, and uh, noticing kind of like a reemergence of um, the Mike Masters is coming back, yeah. or or um, is starting to do different things now this year. I've been seeing, and uh, you know, being able to kind of touch base in certain ways and hear stories from kind of like before I got into the music, or you know, some of the people that were involved in the music scene before I had gotten into it. Or was even aware of it really yeah was like really valuable to me so hell yeah dude sick. well i know that pat would love to hear that i certainly do um it was a i i've known him for a long time obviously we spoke to the podcast go back to episode four right after this yeah. make sure not to click through this one um 
But uh, yeah, I certainly appreciate that. A lot resonates with me, um, of course, on that. And uh, I hope to recreate a little bit of that for sure when, you know, chatting with you. Um, with that uh, said, like, what um, what do you recall of, like, the first interaction that you and I had? So, yeah, I actually do remember, and I go back to this story, actually. I tell other people that I don't necessarily know as well um, bits and pieces of the story of us meeting because it ties in with a couple other stories that are really valuable to me Wow. Um, when I kind of tell um, people, uh, you know, stuff about my come up or whatever. Um, basically I remember we met at, um, Metro music hall. That's it, dude. You're, you're hosting an event. Okay. You're hosting the, the show and yeah, Phoenix was there. Burnell was, uh, putting on the show. I believe it was a hip hop or hip hop roots show. Okay. And it was in 2017. It was right when I very first started getting into the scene. Burnell shout out Burnell Washburn. Mm-hmm. He came through and just really put me on, gave me a bunch of opportunities to get out with my camera that year. A lot of different events where I was able to perform because of him. Um, and that's how we met, bro, at one of those Metro Music Hall shows. How wild is that? That is wild. And then I always remember, <clears throat> I always remember because uh, at first I just came into the scene so hot. I wanted to just come in and be on everybody's radar. I just wanted to be, just be there already and shit. You know yeah. what I mean? So... And I didn't really know like who anybody was and you were the host for the show. And I remember you came up to me and it was such a valuable lesson for me um, as I worked through it. But you came up to me before my set and you said, hey, what's your name? And I said, I'm Mousley, blah, blah, blah. You said you're you said my name back. But then as you were walking away, like you're getting ready to announce me on the stage, I'd like grabbed your shoulder, like came up to you and was like, it's Mousley and like made sure like that people knew how my name was pronounced and blah, 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 because I didn't know you for any different exactly. from anybody else. Yep. And, and that was actually a really valuable lesson that I've learned in other ways too in my life um, that you never, that you never know necessarily exactly who you're talking to or who everybody is or what their stories are about and, and how silly of me to come up to you and have to pronounce my name very specifically to you again. I had no clue you were involved in with 90.9 I had no clue you were involved with like the music scene way back in the day like these are things that like I had to humble myself along my journey and kind of see like these different things same thing actually happened at another one of the jobs that I was working a few years ago and I was like going from store to store managing all these different locations at these food restaurants and blah 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 long story short I went to this other this new location out in South Jordan I was supposed to be the new manager blah 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 so I came in with just coming in hot, blah, 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 trying to make sure I was on everybody's radar mm. and uh, really didn't give this one guy the credit like he really kind of deserved. Like there was more to this guy's story than just being a, a worker at like a food place or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I didn't even know that until it was undercover boss, dude, until hella, hella times later that this guy was actually way, way good at the accordion. And he does like beat pad stuff and oh, wow. he does like his own music. And, and it took like several months of like us finally getting to that point for me to realize like, well, me and this guy have like a lot in common. I had no clue about this dude. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like we could have actually probably gotten off to a better start. Like, yeah. <laughs> as far as. Yeah, heard. dude, you play the fucking accordion, dude. Dude, And he's showing me videos and shit and fucking, yeah, we would just bond over that. And, and that's what I'm saying. I would have never known that had I just kept being the fucking that coming in hot way, you know? So these little stories along the way and shit too. I remember leaving a show a couple years ago and, leaving the venue and just running down the street downtown right out the front doors, just I was, I was out of there. And as I was running down the street, downtown Salt Lake, these two dudes like in suits and shit, they walked past me. They were like, and they were walking towards the venue and they just looked at me. They said, Hey, your set was, we loved your set or blah, 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 something like that. Turned out to be the owners of the venue and shit. Like, dude, you just never know who it is. And I'm like, Oh word. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. You but guys, did you, you guys saw it? Like that's sick. But, but you I, didn't know. It had no clue. No clue. And that's what, and that's like a big thing that I try to stress to people, you know, just in general, not just with music or whatever, but you just never know who somebody is or, you know, the different types of stuff they have going in their lives and until you like really give it the time and space to figure that out. I, I want to tap into that a little bit because I think ignorance is bliss to some degree. And I don't, and I don't, um, because with you being humble still and being accepting of them uh 
giving you good graces and being like, good job, you know, that because that doesn't still, you know, um, I don't think that that felt sight, fell sight, like what the guys in the suits, the owners of the club, like when they said good job and good show, right. you're like, dope, cool, thank you, yeah. I appreciate that. So that's that energy is always there, but come to find out, you know, yeah. I, t- I so the, the I guess the point that I'm making, um, is that, um, uh, it still speaks to your character of just like still being um, accepting of love and fucking, you know, humility and respect. But I will tie this into um, you making sure that I said your name right. I know that I probably, I definitely didn't take it in the wrong way. Like, unless I did, did I take it? In- no. Okay. No. Yeah. I think it was just a moment in time that just happened real quick. We were all just moving so much, but I realized as kind of like I performed at shows and stuff more of the end blah, 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 and things kind of went along, that that probably wasn't the best way to approach a host or to uh, or to kind of get in people that you meet for the first time. <laughs> yeah, you know I, mean? I totally get that. 2017, I was just running amok. I was trying to be on everybody's radar. I was trying to be polarizing if I needed to be. I was trying to just uh, be whatever, you know, and a lot's changed since then, and, and it, a lot's evolved and grown, and I think that's kind of like by design, like music does that shit. You know? Yeah. Well, I think uh, also to piggyback is that um, it, it, when you're first starting, like it's hard to not just like try to crack uh, or just break down and open a door. So in order to do that, like you uh, find yourself um, not realizing who the fuck is who the fuck, you know, and just like you're just like um, steamrolling through shit and you're do So I, I can resonate with that highly because I fucking did the same thing. Like I, I knew some folks like in the scene, like chaotic, uh, sick lake, um, SEM. Uh, so like lamb, I knew of uh, peer pressure because of magna, um, magna town assholes. Um, and I, uh, 19 years old. Well, who else did I know when I first did my, like my first show? Um, um, well, chaotic, like his verbal assassins movement, like that, like everyone that was, uh, associated with them. Um, so, oh, and then bomb, I talked to George about this at bomb city. Like I've heard of them. Um, also ill poet. Um, I, I, through uh, MySpace, um, I so I was like, man, I want to get linked up with him. He's he was out of Ogden one time. Um, shout out to David Morrison, um, and then uh, that was about it. I mean, I'm sure I might be leaving some names out, but that was my first understanding of the scene. And I also wanted to make a splash, so I can I resonate highly. Uh, so I get it. Yeah. But, and, you, and you got some stories back. I I was listening to the podcast uh, either yesterday or the day before, and freaking. You're talking about stories from 2009, bro. You're yeah. talking about shit. Yeah. Like fucking, you know what I mean? Like I made my first song in 2000. I made my first song in 2013, and I mean I'd always been writing like poetry and stuff ever since I was like less than 10 years old. Was writing like little poems and little stories and different things. Um, and it wasn't. And then when I turned 12, I'm 36 now. Yeah. But when I turned 12, um, I started writing my first raps. Blah blah blah. This and that. Um. And then it wasn't until later on that, like, I had gotten into it a little bit more, came back to it, to writing, like, raps and doing, like, music and shit. And that was around 2013 where I put out my first song. And, um, and man, to, so to hear stories from before that, like... That's oh, cool. I've been, yeah, I've been doing it for quite some time out here. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I love that. Yeah. Um, I have to know, what, what, where did you release your first song? So it was on SoundCloud. It was on SoundCloud. Okay. Yeah. My first song I released was on MySpace. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's what the, my first yeah. song. <laughs> the, dude. The top five and shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So like underneath had all my friends. Um, but uh, the, you had a playlist. Like you could put all your music on a playlist. And so well, yeah, and when, when SoundCloud got, came out shortly after like 2008, two, something like that. Well, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. No, I mean, freaking, um, the people that I came up that I really looked up to or that I seen were really moving when I when I got into this scene um, back around that time was you and Keith, Brunel Washburn. I looked up to a whole bunch. Um, DJ Juggy um, and the bro Taryn. I don't know if you know Taryn, who does a bunch of experimental bass and dubstep. He does a bunch of electronic shows and different things. I don't, but I'm going to I'm going to. 
Yeah, smoke, learn up. Smoke signals. Shout out smoke signals. So uh, yeah, I just when I got into it, there were a few um, solid energies that I really saw moving that I was super drawn to. Yeah, like I said, you and Keith, you and Keith were a part of that, and then uh, you know that bleeds over into like the EDM community and different stuff um, and different sounds and things like that. That's where Taryn comes in. But all these people that I looked up to when I was getting into it, just straight grinders, just straight. Real, I really believe that the people that those people were the ones really getting at it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, so, and that's dope to like be able to tap into that and be like, Oh shit. Like this is, I bet you probably haven't thought about that for a while. Like thought about like what got you in or like the, who you've, um, who you remember like being in the scene and shit like that. Do you like, I don't know. Like I, I found myself through these podcasts being like, damn, I have done like a ton of shit, you know, like there's yeah. been a lot of shit that I've done. Um, but I digress. So with, um, after, so after that show, um, for me at least, uh, it feels like, um, there was a little bit of a time frame where there wasn't a lot of content coming from you. um, it doesn't feel like it was not, there wasn't, there just was not a lot of content from what I could see. I obviously stuff that happens behind the scenes, fucking, um, uh, nobody knows until, you know, it's fucking posted. So it does, like, I'm sure a lot was being created. Maybe not. But the point is, um, what at, like after you and I met, um, I saw, I've been watching your trajectory, uh, really take flight. Like I would say in the last like three years, um, what would you attribute your doubling down on your art and um, from when you first came in and you're like, fucking, I'm making sure this goes out. And from what I perceived, I could be wrong um, to this reemergence and also not just reemergence, but it's also like settling into the community and being a part of the community and being like, okay, that's what we, that's what everyone always leads to um, is that, uh, well, if, are they consistently doing something? And now you're in that echelon of like consistently being out and being doing something. So now you're in the fabric. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love that. So I love playing my part. My grandpa actually had a great saying. He he he, and he's one of the smartest guys, one of the greatest guys I ever met in my whole life. Um, shout out Boyd Mousley. Yo, he, um, he yeah. said always. What's up, Boyd? Yeah. yeah, yeah What's up, Boyd? That's that's that man. Um, yeah, he uh. He said, always show up, uh, be nice, and play your part. You know what I'm saying? Show up and play your part, man. You know what I'm saying? So being a part of the community, being a part of the the fabric, like you said, like I definitely don't take that lightly. I have my hands full with all the different camera stuff that I'm doing, Yep. all the different photo things, video things, all the different uh, songs that I've been putting it out, especially this year. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and, yeah, it's really just about playing your part and freaking – um, a lot of it's about patience too. You know what I mean? Like patience has been a really big one along the way to kind of get where I'm at now. Well, I, so let me re ask my question that like what, with patience being as you know, the base, like what would you attribute like this last three year from, you know, run and, and beyond to. Yeah, it's all it, it's always interesting. Different people's perspective perspectives are so different. You know what I mean? Of course, it's, it's so interesting, and I love it so much. Um, well, so I'll just go like super far back um, to kind of like the catalyst of like the idea of like succeeding and, and different things for me. Love this. Um, I was like way young, got way into basketball, way into competitive basketball, three on three street leagues. I would do multiple ones a year. We would a lot of times do super good. Sometimes we'd win them. Sometimes we would get beat out by just some straight giants, you know, like, uh, me and the bros when we were like way young would do that a bunch. And, uh, and I took that energy of just like succeeding and, you know, church ball, blah, blah, blah. Um, three on three ball, different leagues, junior jazz. Like I was so, so, so into that stuff. Um, and that vibe, as I had gotten older, around the time I was 12, started writing raps and stuff was also when I started rollerblading. So I went from like a team sport to aggressive rollerblading, which was more just like a personal self-expression type of thing. Mm -hmm. 
jumping off of buildings, grinding crazy handrails, doing big spins over jump boxes and contests and blah, blah, blah. For real? Like, all these different things. Yeah, I competed in, like, a bunch of world championships for rollerblading, like, six years in a row, like, all this crazy stuff. I was in rollerblade videos sold all around the world. Yeah, I'd wake up to phone calls or I'd wake up to messages from people with clothing companies. They're like, hey, I have a promo video that I'm trying to get done, but I need a big gap for it. Can you can you muster up a 540 for me? And I'd just be out there next week just holding on to the side of a car with my rollerblades on, going fucking 35 through a parking lot, just hitting some big gaps and shit, bro. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, bro. So, so Okay, I, so you're doing, yeah. So I took all the basketball stuff. And then I applied it to the rollerblading stuff around the time I was 12 and, uh, and then got really good at that. And like all the people I looked up to eventually as I got older and got better were the people that I ended up skating with and going on sessions with. And I'd film sec film clips for their section. They'd film clips of me for, it was really surreal being in that realm of people that like I had looked up to, although locally um, really, really admired and, and got a lot of inspiration from. Mm -hmm. So to be their friend and to kind of be along with them along their ride, like along the ride as we grew up was like really, really cool. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, there was like a shout out Cameron Card, shout out Chris, shout out Carl Hills, rest in peace. Yoi. Rest in peace, Carl. What's up, Cameron? Yeah, yeah. And uh, freaking um, so yeah, the it's funny you bring that up. Cameron's actually no, just, <laughs> yeah, he walks in. <laughs> yeah, that's so that funny. So Hell yeah. So, so rollerblading, continue. Yeah, rollerblading was super crazy, man. It was, and it sounds so silly because it's like almost like nobody does it anymore. I guess quads are kind of making like an emergence coming back. You see that every now and again on Instagram Explorer or whatever. But, um, yeah, rollerblading was like one of the funnest things for me to do. I'd travel all over the place, I was gonna uh, ask that, yeah. going doing all these different contests and stuff. Um, to compete in world championships, you'd have to qualify at a regional qualifier earlier that year. So, there's just a ton of different. Places to go, different parking lots with giant ramps and courses set up in them. Wow. There's a extreme sports camp called Woodward. Okay. And Woodward's, like, pretty well known in the extreme sports world and in, like, the gymnastics world and stuff like that and, like, snow sports. Um, they actually just barely built one here, a snow sports facility in Park City. Um, I worked as a rollerblade instructor and counselor for a couple of years out at the Woodward West in California. So I'd go out there and it's like the Mecca for like extreme sports and like training and different stuff, just giant ramps, just all sorts of different things, all crazy indoor, um, indoor half pipes, outdoor half pipes, cement parks, outdoor parks all over the place. Just you, you couldn't believe how cool it is. And yeah, people would send their kids there for summer camp and learn, you know, they'd be rollerbladers trying to learn how to grind and do spins and stuff. And yeah. I'd be there to just be like, hell yeah, let's yeah, get it. it was fucking weird, eh? <laughs> yeah. Weird, yeah. Eh? Like 18, 19 years old, just yeah. living it, man. It was fun. So those seven years that you were in that in that uh, ecosystem. Yeah. Fucking wow. Yeah, it's just a real just a real grind with the rollerblades. Yeah. Okay, so, no pun intended. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so but you're mentioning this because like this is part of your work ethic and your. Um, so yeah, it all it all it all just. I have a ton of questions, but I'm, yeah, I want you to sure. keep going first. So yeah, that's it. That's a, it's an important base because it really just all of that. Like, it was really surreal being in, and you know outside of the street skating and and you know the art of style and different things and 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 you know the videos and stuff, the competitive side doing the courses and, and the, the 60 second runs was a really big thing to me too. Mm. And it was just really surreal being on the deck some of the times. And they're just announcing your name, Justin Mousley from Salt Lake city. He's dropping in in three, two, one. And then you have 60 seconds to just, I'm throwing nine hundreds in the middle of my run, just going as big as I can skating as hard as I can. And it got to a point where, the pros that I would see in the videos that had pro skates or pro boots or whatever in certain cases. I remember one year Richard Johnson came right up to me and he reached up as I was standing on the deck getting ready to drop in. He just reached his hand up in front of everybody, just hit me with the daps. And I like while they're announcing me and shit, I'm like, oh, we're getting we're getting to some place here. This is wild. And this is this wild. is wild. Like the people that I just seen in the videos like really recognizing me and shit. So I knew I was doing something with all that, right? Yeah. So I took all that energy, and obviously you're not going to be able to compete on like a 
professional or whatever type of level um, physically for forever. And that's when I transitioned all that energy and all that proof and all that confidence into music. At 19? Um, no. So that was, um, so 2013, I'm 36 now. So nine years like ago, nine years ago. So 25. So I was 25 when I 27, really, 27, excuse me. Yeah. Right around that time was when I really transitioned into doing the music stuff and really got back into the, into the writing, the poetry and, and doing all the things and tried to turn the poetry into music and mm. all these different things. It was like, uh, but yeah, I had no doubt that with patience and showing up, playing your part um eventually like you'll get to that place like no matter what you just have to like like it's all by design and i have people come up and they'd be like hey you're doing good or like wow you've really improved or blah 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 like like oh it's all it's all by design like that's how it's all supposed to be you're just supposed to get right at it so moving on to the music thing was really nothing to me because i've already done like so much before that even if i wasn't very good at music at first which you know, I'm still on my way to even getting better at music. It's always constantly evolving and growing and turning into something more beautiful and more divine. Mm. And, and it, but like, even then I was just massively confident in it eventually turning into something more like what it is now. Right. Okay. So would you say, so, <laughs> I mean, I, I got some questions, but I want to, I want to make sure that we hit this tail end because that was a comet uh, that you just, uh, I took us on a ride on. Came in hot, bro. Dude, I like it. <laughs> Fucking pause also. But uh, <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> um, so you at the end of that there, you were talking about like uh, being humble, staying present, and uh, play your part. Um, and uh, when you got here, I told you that um, out of nowhere, I mean, I'm subscri- subscribed to this channel, but um, and off the top of my head, I'll, I'll fucking say it in the intro. But um, it's an incredible channel. I fucking every like I encourage. I'm just gonna say the name, and you guys can fucking decide by yourself. But they have a ton of fucking audiobooks for free on YouTube. Um, but it's called The Game of Life and How to Play It, and it's by Florence something. Uh-huh. Um, but it speak the there's a lot of um, you know karmic um, uh, lessons that are taught and uh, like to be um, just genuinely um, in the moment and um, you, you know, reap what you sow is like the underlying uh, like message that. or intent, you know? Yeah. And so uh, with you having that approach of like um, being uh, part of a team or being part of like, what can I do to be uh, of value and also like being humble and also like, I can I I can already I feel it from you and every single time I fucking see you it's like you're just like this sponge for the moment and taking it all in. Appreciate you, brother. You know what I'm saying? And not being not being swayed by um and this is hard to do because it's a daily fucking thing to do, but not doing your best not to be swayed by outside forces. You know, because you're you're on your own path, you're on your own journey and this is what as you said, by design, this is what's going on, you know? And so I, I, I appreciate that a lot, how you broke that down from playing basketball, that same drive and effort and competitiveness into um, rollerblading to and doing that for 13, 14 years, 15 years roughly, and then having – and that's a long time to be fucking doing something, no matter what, whether it's, <laughs> I, uh, whether it's an act, a relationship – um, it's so much fun, man. No, of course. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm saying is that like in that book too, that I'm talking about, they talk about like the most successful people are doing things that they love to do. Like, yeah. they, um, that's not to say like, if you find like a CPG, uh, product and you're like, uh, people are just buying up fucking supplements right now. So we're just going to start selling supplements, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Hey, peace to you too, motherfucker. <laughs> so like that you just made money on that, but there are yeah. the most successful businesses, like people that really take fucking pride in what they're doing and really love what they're doing. So you saying that it's because I loved it. I mean, obviously you would have fucking succeeded at it. And at the high level that you did, you dapping up was Justin Johnson. Is that what his Rashard name? Rashard Johnson. Rashard Johnson. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, the, one of the goats. What up, real. Rashard? Yeah. Um, uh, so, but that moment would not have happened had it, 
had your the work that you did um, oh, yeah. didn't get to that point. So going into music, um, at and and your involvement of it, when did videography become a real like path for you? Um, was it? Yeah, just what was it? But yeah. So yeah, the the camera stuff actually that's a great question, man. I appreciate you asking that because I love I love uh, going back and kind of tracing the you know the crucible of it all where where the camera stuff came from it was actually the only reason i graduated high school surprisingly was camera work this class in high school called tech class i think my senior year i had like five of my seven classes were involving the tech class or around that place and it was just um learning how to edit videos they had cameras you could check out we were making skate videos all the time um, I remember one of the years, I think it was between my sophomore and junior year, they had said the teacher, Mr. Nias, like really shout out Mr. Nias. Um, one of the what only, up, Mr. Nias? One of the only, yeah, one of the only teachers I'll remember for sure. Um, but um, he, uh, I remember he said, yeah, we have this like budget where we want to get new computers for the class. We also want to get like one main computer that's like really good for video editing. We also want to buy a video camera. We have X amount of dollars. What should we get? So yeah. me and my buddies literally just, and it was so weird to happen like this, but yeah, we we're just like buying nice cameras and bought all these. It was when the, on your the own Max, dime on the school's dime, the school's dime. Excuse yeah. me. Cause you said, okay, continue. My yeah. bad. My no, bad. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I just go ahead. Yeah. I was, yeah. So, so I'm like, 16 17 years old we're looking at these sick cameras to buy we bought the whole tech class got computers replaced with like um 30 of those it was when mac had those computers that had kind of like the plastic see-through backs that were like the different mm -hmm. neon colors like the green or the orange or the the imac the imax yeah or whatever that just sat there yeah right? the egg yeah the, the yeah those ones yeah, yeah. so uh, we got the whole class, uh, new ones of those. So when people came in that year, they were editing on those. What the fuck? We had a whole new tower that was just like the beefy station where we made our skate videos and stuff. We bought this like way expensive zoom camera that was like really nice at the time. And uh, yeah, it was all for the tech class. And that Mr. Nias guy really honestly like helped me graduate and get through school because of a lot of those uh, opportunities when we'd go to like road trips to like St. George or wow. to California. We took the camera with us. I remember one summer we just had the camera the whole summer. You know Dude, I mean? we, we just fucking we, had it. We just had it the whole time, bro. And you they, keep and, bringing big Mr. Nyes up and he definitely wants to say fucking thank you. He's actually here. Right now. Ah! <laughs> but continue, but continue. Go. Keep, keep uh, yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So yeah, that was, so yeah, it was basically just like me and the skateboard and rollerblade buddies, Making skate videos. In high school. In high school. Where'd was, you go to high school? Riverton High School. What up, Riverton? Yeah. Class so, 04? Class 04. Class 04? First sophomore graduating class right when they had built that school. I would have been a, a B, if it was a year later, it would have, I would have been a minor. A B okay. minor. So, got to check that school out right when it was built. That's kind wow. of a trip. That is a trip. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, uh, just run back into it, uh, that you, so you're in high school, so that's where really where the video, video stuff started. Oh yeah. Okay. And this, and it for rollerblading for just skate videos that we were making and putting on VHS tape and shit. But was it on, excuse me, on VHS? Yeah, your... I still got some old VHS tapes. No, yeah, you fucking fuck don't, yeah. dude. Oh yeah. What were you guys cutting on? Like what was the editing program? Um, at the Final time cut? we were just doing a uh, Final Cut. Yep, and then at home I had a desktop that I would use Premiere on, but I was more I liked Final Cut a lot more. It's it's pretty easy. It that more. magnetic fucking tile is oh yeah beautiful. So Final Cut was the vibes, and and shoot, that's how I made it out that one. George Life got me into fucking Final Cut. Um, oh, yeah. when I was doing my first podcast. Okay, so or not this podcast, but when I started over there. Anyway, so that's how you started in videography and it was like full blown. It was like all the time. It sounds like, Oh yeah. It was all the fucking time. I mean, we were skating all the time. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But were you geeked on it? Was it like something like outside of fucking, yeah. Were you geeked on the video part of it or what did it seem? What was there friction there with learning it? 
or were you like, dude, I just want to fucking know how to do this? I, I think I remember telling people that I was like making skate videos before I was even making skate videos. I just knew it was going to happen. Somehow. Let's go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was just saying, and I didn't even know how to sit down at the computer and work the program. You know what I mean? Like I just knew it was all going to figure itself dude, out. Dude, it goes back to this fucking book I'm talking about <laughs> because they're like, they're talking about like, if you want to be wealthy, fucking be wealthy. Like in your head, like you're like, like, uh, act like you've been there before but, Like where that saying comes from Like as this book was coming through It's a two and a half hour read bro You gotta fucking want, read this book Or even listen to it But um, that So you were telling folks Yeah I fucking make fucking uh, skate videos dang, I fucking yeah, yeah. Did. Where are they at I'm fucking still working on yeah. them and, uh, But we're making them We're making them yeah. That's sick I fucking love that I felt the title I, I knew I was gonna be at one day Yeah no I love that and, uh, and yeah, and freaking dude, the art and just being able to see like, it was kind of cool. The rollerblade scene that when I got into it, the people I looked up to, like they were super involved in the video side. They were super involved in the next cool trick or whatever. Those were all things I was way interested in. I wanted to know how to do it. I, I wanted to be like those guys. I was young and impressionable. You know, I wanted to be like the local legends and the, and the fucking guys that were doing all the crazy stuff at the contest and shit. Um, and they had all the cameras too. And they had video premieres at open theater all the time at the university of Utah. We'd get all the crew together. It'd be like a hundred plus people just watching the new, the new release or whatever. Like, and I wanted that. I, I wanted a piece of that. Right. <laughs> yeah, so you're like, yo, that's going to be fucking me. dude. Yeah. That's, but did you? That's what you felt, though, right? Well, I just had some such good people to look up to, and still do, man. Such good examples and just such good mentors, uh, mentors and energy and shit. That like, you know, we always would like to think we did a lot of this stuff on our own, but you know, a lot of times we have to recognize that a lot of people helped us get here too. You know, through what inspiration the and shit. Yeah, for sure, you know dog. Nothing's new under the sun, bro. And to be able to uh, tap into that in your head and just be like, "Yo, man." I'm just grateful for the opportunities that were given to me along the way and I'm still learning and there's a lot of energy that I'm still vibing off of um, and that I don't understand and that I'm willing to accept um, and how much this person inspires me to do this thing or this person inspires me to do this thing. Um, I'm finding myself becoming inspired by myself by doing this thing Um but always saying yes more than you're saying no is going to be much more fruitful for your development and growth. I, I, oh, yeah. And it's been taught fucking ages and ages. So we're not talking anything just any, or saying anything new, just reinforcing um, certain techniques and strategies that people have utilized in order to succeed. Um, oh, so yeah. to hear that, like, subconsciously, you've been telling yourself just these types of things is very inspiring. Even for me, like that's why I feel that when we connect, like our energies definitely are, um, aligned. There's a, yeah, already dude. And, uh, I mean that for real, you know, because I think Likewise. that, yeah, I, I don't feel that there's a, there's friction, you know, that there's a dam at all. There's not, it's always flowing. It's always flowing. And that's to speak to like people that, uh, if, if you have like dams in your, in your life, uh, in your head, uh, you're creating them and, um, allow the water to flow through. Sometimes you gotta, um, just let that shit run, man, in order to, uh, let folks know what the fuck you're doing. And that's how, you know, progress is continuous to be built. Um, if people didn't know, sorry, I was, I was just checking on the fucking thing. Um, if people didn't recognize what, uh, you know, what they were fucking going through, then they allow that to consume them. So, um, going into music then. Okay. So videography though. So you've been doing this. Oh yeah. Did you stop after high school? Um, not really so much. Um, shoot. Cause I was still skating and competing and stuff out of high school for a while. Yeah. So yeah, we were still doing the camera stuff. Like you could still see a bunch of the videos I put together. Like, I mean, shoot, I'll still put out a little skate clip or something every now and again. You know, I got a couple sessions every year left in me, even though these old bones might feel a little different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I have a bunch of different stuff on YouTube. You can check out old skate videos and stuff from, like, 10 What are years they under? Up and just on my Justin Mousley page. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, just just got a bunch of like music videos and stuff on there now. But if you scroll down more, there's just like a bunch of little blade edits and stuff and different fun things. Little journeys. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, bro. That's sure. great. But yeah, freaking, um, I really got into like the, the digital, like really into like the, the visual side, whether it's video or photo. And I wrapped all that up really well this last month with these songs that I released. I, I had, uh, this idea cause I'd been sitting on songs for a while, um, and basically performing them at shows. And, and I hadn't been releasing them. I was trying to more so just the idea, if you wanted to see what I'd been up to, you're going to have to come to the event and check out what was going on. So I had all these songs I was performing at events, but I hadn't released or anything until just this last month. And, I, you know, and I did that for a couple of years. And then November came around and I, I had told myself of all the songs, let's pick four of them. So I picked the, my four favorite ones and I said, I'm going to release a song every week. Um, for the month of November and then along with that I'm going to have like little promo content little video pieces photos blah 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 that go along with it mm. and then just um, you know try to get a little bit more traction with the songs that way you know uh, digitally like social media wise um, and another part of it was instead of just releasing four songs which is like cool or whatever but I wanted to take it to that next place too. So I linked up with a local photographer who does uh, portrait photography. He also shoots on film a bunch and different things like that. Um, Carlos Guzman, one of the rollerblade buddies. Um, I think he like wrote for slug magazine for a while or did articles or something. I'm not sure exactly. Um, Get out of here. That's his name. Carlos Guzman. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I knew him from the rollerblade community and then, uh, and then he got into like uh, camera stuff and he's been doing that a whole bunch. So I actually commissioned him. What uh, up, Carlos? Yeah, Los, Los Dog. Thank you so much for those photos. That that was quite a adventure, my man. So uh, yeah, the idea was was to have a photo series that went along a portrait photo series specifically that went along with each song. So as the song released, and it, the artwork was taken by Carlos. Yeah, and it's quite a funny idea because. It was just each photo was just a portion of my face. So one artwork was just this side of my face wearing one hat. One artwork was just this side of my face doing kind of a different look wearing a different hat. One was like from my nose down with like my hair down. And it was like really kind of like funny trying to like explain to the camera guy like, no, like get like super close just like this part of my (laughs) just like this part. The other one was just like my eyes and my hair pulled up and shit. And they all kind of had this theme to them and kind of looked the same. Yeah. So those were the artworks for each of the songs that I released along the way. So it was like not just music. It was art as well, you know. And so when they were all done, they were. And and people and people have asked me that before. But no, I don't, uh, I don't think you could put all the photos together. Oh, it would okay. Look kinda, it would look kind of wild, I would imagine. But um, Dude, that is a sick idea. <laughs> that though. would be sick. And then actually I had heard... Um, a story too when I was like concept, that is a like, sick fucking idea creating this concept of like these photos that go along with these songs or whatever but it's like all tied together like I wanted to make sure it was the same photographer blah 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 like I wanted to kind of have the same background and the text wanted to kind of be the same so it all kind of went together and it was really digestible um for people when it came out um freaking uh oh, fuck I just lost my train of thought bro my bad that's all good I'll get it back. No, no, no. So I might not get it back. Yeah, I, I might, I not, might not. I'll be honest with you. I might not get it back. Oh yeah, because it wasn't because it wasn't my story. It was just something they told me. So um, yeah, there's like bands that basically write whole like there's a band apparently that released an album. They had they wrote a whole novel um, that goes along with the with the album. It's like a metal band or something like that. And then in the song with the music, every time you hear like the certain chime uh-huh. in the song is when you turn the page of the book. Wow. Right? So I thought I was on to some, like, real slick shit with this fucking... Wait, run that back again? Wait, hold on, hold on. Run that back, so... So you're listening to the album. Okay. And then every time... And you're reading this book that goes along with it. So So you get a book. book Okay, all right. From the band or whatever. And every time in the song you hear the chime is when you turn the page and you continue reading and going along with... Oh, so it's... But it's just the lyrics. 
I'm not sure. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not even sure. That's, I, I don't that's, even know. See, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Okay. I, hey, I only know so much. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah humbly, yeah. bro. I only know so much. Okay. But um, yeah. So you thought you were slick. So I thought I was doing something really, really cool. <laughs> come to come to find out, yeah, people are just taking it to a whole different level, and that's what's so brilliant and, and wonderful and inspiring about freaking art, bro. Is that, like, you know, although what I did was really cool and I thought was pretty dope. Yeah, it was. And, and went through with it all. There's people out there taking it to an even crazier place and how motivating and inspiring that is. The world's full of abundance. Who knows if that's even going to another crazier place? That's just the place that they went to. Who does not say that you have other... You're going to have other things. The world's in, in abundance, bro. Yeah, bro. So it doesn't, I love like, that. So, like, what you did was equally amazing. Yeah. So um, I won't let you fucking do that, too. <laughs> dude. I won't let you do that. Um, because that is a sick idea. I'll yeah, tell you yeah, what, dude. Hey, I'm fucking telling you right now. All right? And you're hearing it here on fucking episode five of fucking Justin Mousy. all right? If... You guys see next year that I have a four track EP comes out that comes out and it has and each single that I release is four puzzle pieces. And when the fucking EP releases, all those puzzle pieces are coming together. <laughs> it's because of this fucking podcast. Clip it, clip it, clip it. And that's fucking what it clip is. It. Cl- clip it in the back. Mike, run clip it, it. <laughs> run it. <laughs> um, no, that's that's wild. So, uh, I mean, it. it ties right into everything that we're talking about with how much um energy you have towards what you're doing like what you're whatever it is you're involved in whether it's fucking basketball which i'm going to talk to you about here in just a second um rollerblading uh or music like there's just an energy to constantly want to evolve and just like putting your and all of your energy into it or and videography for that matter do you find yourself like when you're editing and do you want to do better every video oh for sure yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really, of course you do. I like to. I like to really. Um, you know, I really like getting a good exposure on on from the camera. Not a ton of post stuff. I like when I put it into the computer for it to already look pretty dang good. Yep. So I'm looking for the exposure when I'm shooting some of these videos. I really enjoy composition and the way that you frame things and the lines and how linear a lot of shots can be from certain angles, certain things. Uh, so composition and exposure are really the things that I enjoy the most about videos and stuff. I like to get that really rich. I'm not putting a ton of different effects in my music videos. I'm not doing a ton of different crazy transitions. Um, but I think where I might lack in that, I make up for with just these really crazy cool shots, which I hope in the future just continues to get better. I mean, I feel like that's kind of like how it works. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I mean, there's some people that are just re- uh, that um, are okay with what, like a, a system or a template of what they're doing. They're, so, I mean, I know people for sure that are like, yeah, I've been doing the same thing like this for like 10 years. And you're like, cool, man. But also, um, I just don't know that that's sustainable for scalability. Right. You know, like. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I'm always trying to level up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. There are folks, dude, you know, I'm sure you got folks in your fucking peer circle that aren't looking to level up all the fucking time, bro. Shit. I mean, I got into performing in 2017 and there's a lot of people that I started performing with. I don't even know where they're at anymore, bro. A hundred percent. Yeah. Who knows? So everybody's story is different. Everyone's story is different. Longevity is what it speaks to. And that goes back to the beginning of the conversation when you were like, dude, I fuck you were telling stories from 2009. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I'm still fucking out here, you know? Yeah, I'm grateful, man. Grateful to be part of fucking sitting here with you and chopping it up man means a lot it's a trip it's a trip he's like it's fucking um (laughs) i i don't i think um uh there's a something for me that i take from just i mean we've been what 50 minutes for a little over that uh learning about your tenacity and willingness to continue to learn and like competitiveness um it speaks a lot more to like my vision my perception because we were talking you talked about that too everyone's perception is different but like to know that uh now how competitive of uh arena um literally and figuratively uh that you were in for a 10 plus years almost 15 years hey man that really is uh that drives um people to be able to continue to compete against others you know and in especially in music there's well in hip-hop in particular but um with yourself 
um, there has to be that competitive spirit to do better for your next song and do better for um, your next interaction or like uh, your next performance um, and to not get stagnant and stale. Like there's comedians and even like local performers that are comfortable with staying in their own city and that's fine. All good. Again, that speaks to the template that I'm talking about that folks is just like, okay, cool. This is where I'm at. And it's been going pretty good. So uh, I'm not going to shake the boat and start a a new journey, you know, and it sounds like that's not something that um, you're afraid of, you know, and rather um, embrace it. I wish I fucking knew this. Um, I could, I just heard this book, man. And it fucking has been so enlightening, but they're talking about fearlessness and like the fact that there is no, I'm butchering it, but the, but to paraphrase, like there is no fearlessness or there is no fear. You shouldn't have fear um, because, uh, because fear isn't real. Like it's not like, there's no, there's no reason to fear things. Like, um, there, the, the story that was talked about was, um, this lady that had a fear of like walking under, um, ladders and the therapist told her, well, just walk under it. Just, it's not real. So it doesn't like that fear that you have of yeah. it isn't real. Um, and I, there's so much more to go into that, but the, but she went under it, and uh, as she was doing it, like, in conquering that fear, was able to access a new point in her life, you know, to oh, be yeah. able to, to go through things. So conquering fear, I guess, what I'm talking about, is super crucial. Yeah, I can relate. I remember I, I remember a story very vividly from back in the day. I was about 12. I had a yellow um, notebook that I wrote my raps and stuff in one of the longer ones. It wasn't like one of the regular white notebooks. It was just like one of the longer Oh, ones. like one of those joints over there? Like yeah. the long note? Uh, it's in the... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I see it. Under yeah, yeah, yeah. The steno pad, the longer one. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I remember pulling up and we were like skating this skate box. It was like me and a couple of the of the, of the rollerblade bros and we were just skating this box um, one afternoon. What up, rollerblade bros? Yeah, rollerblade life. Going... Um, <laughs> hit this box. Are you hitting yeah, this box? Dude, we're skating this skate box, skating this ledge in my buddy's driveway, and I pulled out my wraps, and I was like showing him like my wraps, showing him my buddies like is the first time I'd ever shown anybody like that this Whoa. was the thing I was doing, and one of my buddies just turned to me and straight up said, um, and I'm still friends with him to this day, but bless his heart, we were so young and I was so impressionable, it really affected me a lot. He's just like, you will never be a rapper, you will never have like think about it be real with yourself um blah 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 and and I didn't write raps and stuff after that for like quite some time and it was this thing that I did believe being young and impressionable and hearing that and and hearing it from somebody who was like my peer and shit and I did go several years I mean uh end of junior junior high high school still had the poetry book was still writing poetry but the idea of like doing raps and like turning it into music was quickly um shut down be impeccable with your word yeah, you never bro. know that goes with the four agreements right here yeah that- I, st- I still see the bro around and stuff sure and he, and he went on and actually ended up having like a really sick music career as like a uh, an edm producer and like all these different things and I, i'll see him at the events i saw him at the charlie tuna show um this last time around and fucking gave him a big hug in the crowd told him i love him and shit like there's no ill will but that is like a story that will like stand out for forever just remembering like how powerful that was at that time of my life hearing him be like, nah, wow. not you. Definitely not you. And wow. I'm like, uh-oh. Anyways. Well, no, I, nah, <laughs> I want to sit in it. It's okay. Cause it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. And it's good to sit in it because that's wild. Um, yeah. And I had, I had another one that had happened for my, 26th birthday or maybe it was my 28th birthday and they start down, running together i was down in saint george and um and i was living down there and then another one of my rollerblade buddies um and i didn't have a car so i was i will it was hard for me to get around the town yeah and uh so sometimes i'd have the rollerblade buddies give me a ride to a place blah 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 this and that um well for my birthday i really just wanted to give myself like a really sick gift that wasn't like material wasn't like anything that I would just, you know, I got a lot of different stuff. I don't really need a ton of different material things. What would be like a good gift for my birthday to give to myself? And that was when I said, well, why don't I go to an open mic on my birthday 
and do like a acapella rap thing. And I had this thing like figured what? out. Yeah. So I went to this place called Jazzy's Coffee Shop or whatever. Jazzy's Java. Um, kind of by the boulevard in St. George. What up, Jazzy's Java in St. George? That's <laughs> where it all began. All right. Um, and uh, yeah, I brought my GoPro with me. I had my buddy drop me off. Uh, and I said my gift this year to myself is this music journey that I'm going to get on. And this, this thing that I'm going to really run out with. With performing and everything. And I was so nervous. Oh and, my God, uh, I bet. And I uh, had my buddy. This is your first time performing. First time ever being on a stage performing, yeah. And I was just going to do an You hadn't even done karaoke or anything? Nah. I just okay, so Okay, it. cool. <laughs> okay, so we're going jazzy fucking job. Dude. Yeah. Right. So, and then my buddy, he just said, like, on the way in, and, and he was such a nice guy to give me a ride there, but he just, like, was super talking me out of it. He's just like, be realistic. You're going to do music, and you're going to, like, like, honestly, I need you to, like, like, I don't mind giving you a ride to the spot and dropping you off. You're my buddy, but, like, really, like, it's probably not going to work out good for you is what he was trying to say. And, uh, you know, so I've had a few things like that happen. Well, how would that affect you? And that one I wasn't even phased by because I was old enough to know, and it was just a thing I just really wanted to do super bad. Big part of just, like, he Was it a bummer to hear him say that? It's just kind of weird, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a bummer to be like, damn, dog, for real? Like, what the fuck? I mean, it, yeah. There, I guess there was probably a moment where I was kind of bummed out by it. But, you know, he was giving me a ride there. He was still support- <laughs> he was, he was getting- still he was still supporting me on fucking the whole thing. And Got it, it. Was like, okay. So it was really kind of like more just weird than it was like a bummer. I got you. you. Know yep. I mean? like, okay, that makes more sense. He's like, all right, do whatever you want to do. And I just closed the door and started performing music and getting up on the stage right then, so... And that was a birthday present I gave to myself. I thought that was a cool one. Really? Yeah. So that's the, so that's the twenty sixth or twenty eighth birthday. We're not sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so but uh, the, but that birthday present was your first time on stage, and you did one song, or and I did I did one acapella rap, and it was really weird because I knew what I was going to do beforehand, but when I showed up, it was actually not poetry night. They had two open mics that they would do during the week. They would have the band night where bands would come through and jam. And then they would have the poetry night where people would come and more do like spoken word or whatever. Um, And so when I showed up, I didn't know that there were two different nights and I showed up on the band night and trying to do this acapella poetry rap thing or whatever. Right. And, uh, and I just was, it was slowly crumbling. In it, was, it was <laughs> it was slowly falling apart. But I and I ended up finding the paper, put my name on it, got up on the stage, had my GoPro recording. I still have a video. It's in one of those um, rollerblade edits on my YouTube page. Just like in there, real quick, it just shows me with a blue shirt, blue V neck, fucking up on this dark ass stage. But um, I love that. Yeah, bro. Fucking, um, and, it, and then, like, a bunch of bands went on after me. So it was really unorthodox, but I was, like, determined to do it. So I just went up there and did it. And then afterwards, it was just, like, super quiet. And then the announcer guy from the back was like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was so embarrassing. He was like, well, that was something. Oh, or my something. God. <laughs> or he hit like you that. with the, was, <laughs> he just, the, the fucking the DJ scratch. <laughs> That was fucking. Yeah, well. Well. <laughs> Justin Mousley, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Mousley. Next up, though, we got fucking. Yeah, real shit. It wow. Was, it was wild. But uh, but you know what? I. But you pushed through that, too. I You're like, all, fuck yeah. it, dude. Okay, well. All the stuff that I, you know, wanted to do, I did. That was. Yeah, see. That, that dude, that's, that's what happens. Fuck it. Like, uh, um, the reason why I brought up. Um, like if you had even done karaoke because uh, like when I first started um, rapping and then my first show was Halloween um, of October 31st um, at the filling station in Magna um, on what year was it? Um, 37, 16 years ago. Uh, 2006. So October 31st, 2006 was my first show. Um, yeah. And it was amazing. It fucking went incredible. It was so sick. Um, 
had so many people come out because from 19 up to 21, I was promoting the shit out of my music and like, I just couldn't wait to perform at a bar. But in lieu of doing that shit, I was doing karaoke stuff. And then after, after I turned 21, um, I would, I would go out to karaoke to do karaoke nights as often as I could because it was a practice to me. Uh, yeah, so like just getting in front of people, and um, I've won competitions and shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, because my go-to is like, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, sh- sh- uh, rap- Rapper's Delight by Sugar Hill Gang is my go-to. Like when I go and do karaoke, but uh, it was classic. a big, big help for me uh, to have stage awareness, stage presence, and um, being able to project on a mic correctly and um, know. It just was incredibly. It still is. I fucking love people going to karaoke just to do karaoke. I don't do it as much as I used to, but yeah, I got some people close to me that love karaoke that just stand by it big time, and and they're like, pretty I think good, it, pretty good at it. So, I yeah. think as a performer, it's an invaluable time. I mean, it's also free practice. Yeah, it's just way free. Like you just go in there and just do it. So that's why I asked, like, like nothing. Like you hadn't ever been on stage like that at all, but you had been on big stages. With rollerblading, yeah, because so you so it's just a different stage and a different microphone per se, literally. But like those big stages, rollerblading that had to be fucking equally wild, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Like just a lot of anxiety, like before, like holy fuck, like here we go. Like I mean, yeah, sometimes there'd be a lot of people at some of those events and at some of those rollerblade ones, especially world championships. You'd get the top ten best skaters from every regional contest from all around the world. So it'd be like 200, 250 of the best rollerbladers around the entire world all in one place competing against each other. That's just the skaters. They bring their family with them. They bring their fucking friends, their crew with them and shit. Sometimes, some years, you'd have fatty crowds. Yeah. Good looks. (laughs) Good looks is what we call them. Yeah, big fucking claps and shit. Fucking throw something down. Um. So, so you, but the point is that you've seen big stages on that, in that, through that juncture. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I build, and I build stages and do stuff nowadays. Um, for a lot of the money that I make, I, um, take out the jazz basketball court, put the jazz basketball court back in. Um, I'm a stage hand where I'll build stages for like Post Malone for fucking Lizzo when she just came. Um, we did the piano man who's performing tonight. We did that last night took the jazz chord up piece by piece and then um, built like a standard size stage. And uh, I've been to some pretty wild festivals where I've been on the stage and just closed my eyes and imagined or just looked out into the crowd and just pictured myself and my new song that I wrote. And I'm just putting it out to them and picturing myself with my feet right there in front of that big crowd. And, uh, I think there's just so ooh, it's giving me a little gooseys. Dude, I was going to say, dude, that just that really just moved me, man. That was inspiring. We're going to we're going to fucking wrap it on that, dude. Hell yeah. I love that. Envision yourself in front of that crowd, wherever crowd that is for you. Know that you're going to get there and um you open all the blessings from the universe. All of them, dude. All of them. Where can people find you, dog? Yep, check me out on Instagram, underscore Mousley, underscore. You can also stream me on all of the major streaming platforms. Also check out the music videos and video content that I've been putting on my YouTube page, Justin Mousley. It's been a pleasure, bro. Likewise. Seriously, dog. Like that, <laughs> what a, what a, what a uh, story. We didn't even touch into the basketball piece. That just means we have something else to tap we, into. We can do it again. <laughs> we will do it again. This is part one now. You guys, you guys see it. We're gonna we're gonna do part two when I start doing those puzzle pieces. You'll see. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having me on. That dude, felt like it flew by. Be, yeah. When you, uh, before you leave, I do want to gift you something. I know you you said you had something, uh, but uh, here's a Mike Master shirt uh, with the involvement. Oh my God! Thanks, bro. You're very welcome. Hell yeah. That's from uh, Farrell's. Yeah, Farrell's Creative just uh, put that. Well, he put it together for us, and Make we're. Sure you check out their next event. What up? Yeah, February nineteenth over at Metro Music Hall. No Love Lost is what it's called. It's also my EP release party, and then we're gonna have two battles and uh, four performances. Might have more performances. I've been getting a lot of uh, feedback from folks, so we might have some more. But that's what it is right now. But I, I'm very happy to give you that. Yeah, so. dude, I love it, man. Definitely gonna rock it. I'll fucking. 
um, put it on my story and shit too. It'll be fun. Okay. Um, so yeah, I make these uh, tie dye bandanas. These are actually reverse dyes. I throw these out at uh, at my shows during my performances as a way to give back. It's also super interesting how healing that is to to be selfless and give to others. So I made these with a lot of good energy. Um, and you're more than welcome to grab one. Yeah, that, <laughs> looking like that jazz yeah, one, huh? But yeah, so Let's if you're go. ever uh, around and you want to check out one of the shows, chances are uh, you're going to get an opportunity to get one of these exclusive drippers. What up? Let's go. I'll use this shit at the fucking battle. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Well, that's a gift like for, for me to you. For like, yeah. Because like each battler will have like a, like a towel over their fucking oh, yeah. shit and just like... Because it does get hot up there, man. Yeah, for and sure. also, I've seen people hang them on their walls or in their rearview mirror, wear them on their head, fucking whatever, bro. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll get put to good use. It'll be good. Um, yeah, it'll be good. Thank you so much, Doc. I really do appreciate it. Um, no doubt. And your energy is fucking um, one that uh, it's just uh, very fucking. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, how infectious? Like I, I'm I. I really, really vibe off it very well. So. Interesting how it works because you inspire me, bro. Appreciate it. Fucking name, man. Short Story Bingo, Episode 5. Our stories with Nature Come the Third. Thank you guys so much. And we out. Dun, dun, dun. Spare fingers. Yes. <laughs>